been harping on this for a while, but tonight and tomorrow really seem like terrific opportunities for this team to start performing the way that it should. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. It'll be Penguins versus Canucks tonight. It's a 9.08 p.m. Eastern Time faceoff. And the Canucks, who had been off to an 0-5-2 start, finally won one last night in Seattle in what was a significantly hard-fought affair. And I mean that in the most literal sense, not just because they squeaked it out 5-4, to four, but also because there were a bunch of fights, and dropped gloves, and, and they they performed like a team that was 0-5-2 and, and desperate to get out of it. And they're not really that terrible when you look at their roster. They've got some guys, but nothing had gone right for them. And the goaltending was a big, big part of that and probably will continue to be. But they competed as hard as they did. And the Penguins, I'm sure, are going to get the same level or at least the same uh, effort and investment. It doesn't mean they'll be able to pull it off on back-to-back nights while the Penguins, uh, ironically, even though they're all the way out on the West Coast, were sitting in their Vancouver hotel for a couple of days. But this is this is when you do it. This is when you do that thing that I've been harping on for a while, even when the Penguins got off to their really, really uplifting start before the two games in Alberta. And that's to defend. That's to find their foundation on the back end and push out from there. They have not been good in their own zone. When they've been effective, it's because they've controlled the puck through the neutral zone. They haven't turned it over there. And once they've gotten into the attacking zone, they've had more than enough firepower to make their possession time count. But none of that is the defensive zone. And you're not going to go very far, much less through a round of playoffs, if you don't figure that out. One of the Penguins' objectives, management's objectives, over the course of this past offseason was to get a whole lot tougher and more aggressive back there. You heard a lot about the net, meaning clearing guys out and clearing rebounds and so forth. One of the reasons they got Jeff Petrie, one of the reasons they got Jan Ruta, a big reason they got Jan Ruta, actually. But it's got to be more than that. It's got to be a collective. They've got to go back to being hard to play against. Not that Mike Sullivan would ever say the word that way. He's a Boston guy, but, you know, you've heard so many coaches say it like that. I can't ever resist it. They need to get back to having a reputation for being suffocating, not just on the forecheck, and again, not just in the neutral zone. It has to happen in your own end. I have yet to see that this season from this team. Doesn't mean there haven't been games where they've played well defensively, but I haven't seen them have that level of stinginess, of being all over the other team's guys every direction in which they turn, of having multiple sticks going after the puck. They've been... What's the word I'm looking for here? Here's what Mike Sullivan had to say after practice yesterday in Vancouver. I, I don't think we had the, the attention to detail that's necessary that makes us hard to play against. That was 
that was one of the things that we, one of the conversations we had with our guys this morning. We had a film session. I showed them examples of why we feel that way and in areas where we think um, we think we can immediately get better just by just by recognizing it uh, in, in certain aspects of our game. But a lot of it boils down to just att attention to detail and, and then a compete level. But if the details aren't there, we're not predictable for one another. It makes for a hard game. So um, when there's collective effort and cooperative effort, uh, I think that's when we're at our best. See, Sullivan's not wild about splitting up portions of the rink to judge his team's performance. And that's because he likes to think of it as all one big thing within his system. And that's both fair and fine. Because this team is better when all five are sticking closer together and supporting each other. And as I had just mentioned before playing that clip, having multiple sticks in on the puck, that goes double when it comes to the defensive zone. But to my eyes, to my mind, so far, it's just been the one area. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. A lot of goals were scored early, and a lot of spirits were lifted by that because all anybody had been fussing over for months was, oh, they're so old, they're not going to be able to do this or that, and they looked fast in doing it, and they looked fun in doing it. But as I kept saying, that's not going to be the thing. That's not going to be what pushes them through a round or two or more of playoffs. They're going to have to become one of the league's premier defensive teams. They can do that because we have seen that occur under this head coach. We have seen that occur with the superstars in tow. It's not always just when they're out of the lineup. And we've seen all of the star players on the Penguins themselves be a vital part of that type of play. Look, the Canucks aren't any good. The Seattle Kraken aren't any good. But one thing that both of those teams have is a handful of guys who can score, like legitimate scorers. You know, on Vancouver alone, you've got JT Miller, Elias Pettersson. And if you don't shut them down, you're going to end up with a game that's similar to the one that the Canucks and the Kraken played last night in Seattle. And that's not going to benefit the Penguins, even if they come out on top. Use these last two games of this trip to feel really, really good about where this team is on that long flight back home. When we come back, J1Q. John Smith, who says Kasperi Kapanen's third on the team in points per 60 minutes at 5-on-5. Five five. All four of his assists were primary as well, and this is while getting 61% defensive zone starts on the third line. Doesn't he deserve some love? Yes, he does, John. He's played pretty well, including 
Now, I think this is what you were getting at with the defensive zone starts in the Penguins' end. He's actually been one of their most effective forwards, according to some of the advanced analytics to which you clearly subscribe. Good for him. And he's been straightforward in his approach, meaning the way he goes to the net, the way he enters the team's attacking zone. That's not only to his credit, but also to Mike Sullivan's, who's been trying to pound that into him for about two straight years now. It seems to have gotten through, but there's something still missing there. And I I don't want to – I'm trying not to be negative here because Kapanen can be low-hanging fruit in hockey talk around here. He can just be a guy that you pick on whenever things aren't going well and you don't mention at all when things are going well. Four primary assists in seven games is a pretty big deal. He played a pretty significant role in those goals that were scored even beyond just the actual statistic. He made good plays, used his feet, used his vision. He has both. But you know what else he's got? He's got one of the more dynamic releases in the National Hockey League. Not on the team, in the league. And the reason that even people in Pittsburgh might not realize that is that he doesn't utilize it often enough. Two reasons for that. One, he doesn't always get a great grip on the puck, and he'll tend to stumble at times in golden scoring opportunities. The other is he just doesn't take it. Seven games now, you pointed out the positive stats. I'll point out that he's got 11 shots on goal. That's that's not good enough. I don't care what line you're on. I don't care what zone you started out in. I don't care who your line mates are. When you have a shot like he does, it is a crime to not use it. If there's one thing that I wish he'd picked up from his dad, Sammy Kappen, and a lot of you will remember uh, from his days in Carolina and Philadelphia, was just a gunner. I mean, Sammy could do other things, but Sammy would get it, grip it, and rip it. That was it. And Kasperi just won't do that. I'm not sure why. I can't begin to fathom that there's a lack of confidence in a shot like that because I also watch him in practice, and that's all he does in practice. And the shots are devastating with their release, the velocity, and the precision. And he can pull it off a bunch of different ways, but you don't see them in games because he's not trying them. I'm not criticizing him. I am not criticizing his seven-game start. I'm only trying to point out that there's still more to be had. If I'm the Penguin staff, I would put him on some kind of, what would you call it, like a shot clock or something where he's got to take or at least attempt a shot on goal every, I don't know, third shift, something like that. You could even make a game out of it. You know, these are these are still older kids basically playing a child's game. Uh, give him a number. Hang something out there. You know, put it in the locker room. Let him know you, you expect to see five shots on goal per game. If he were to do that, he would transform not only the way you look at the Penguins' depth chart, but also his own career. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins, and we'll do another one of these on Monday. 